6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. We continue our coverage of the uh, federal budget that was uh, released, announced about two hours ago. And we started to hear word yesterday, two days before, that, yeah, the defense spending, defense budget would get an increase in this budget. And today we found out exactly how much. That number is $8 billion over the next five years. And of course, $8 billion sounds like a lot, but that $8 billion still doesn't get us anywhere close to that 2% of GDP. That gets us to about 1.5% in five years now crunching the numbers and from what i can tell for us for canada to get to that two percent all right so just keep this in mind the actual budget right now of um, defense the defense budget in canada it sits at about 25 billion dollars a year we would have to spend about 17 billion dollars a year more to get to 2% GDP. We'd have to be sitting at around $40 billion a year. Now let's get some reaction on this. I mean, it's better than a kick in the butt, right? But what is it going to be used for? Those details, very slim today. Colonel retired Dr. Ross Federley joining me this afternoon. Um, Dr. Federley is a fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute, previously served as Military Personnel Command Comptroller and in other senior positions with the Department of National Defence uh, in the finance area. Dr. Federley, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jalen, for having me on. All right, first off, $8 billion over five years. What do you say to that? That's a start. Um, the problem is in defense in Canada, uh, we've often had trouble funding, spending the money that the, the federal government has given defense. And the problem being is that procurement process. Do we have to fix that first? If you look at uh, how the defense budget is uh, broken down, it's three categories. One is personnel, people. The other is operations and maintenance, that's uh, fixing vehicles, uh, allowing the troops to uh, train. And the third is capital, that's buying new equipment. We have a really terrible track record in this country in capital procurement. Uh, some of these uh, projects can go 10, 20 years in, in, in length. Uh, one thing we need is more people. Mm -hmm. um, we're supposed to have 65,000 uh, military personnel in uniform regular force. Right now, we're about 7,600 people short. Yeah. We need people to move programs. We need people to be working in capital programs. We need people on bases and units. We need people in training. Uh, this is a big problem. Colonel retired Dr. Ross Federley joining me this afternoon as we take a look at the uh, the announcements uh, regarding the federal budget when it comes to defense spending. Now, uh, Dr. Federley, from what I understand, six point one billion of the money announced today is kind of allocated to North American defense and modernizing NORAD. Tell us about the importance of that. That is uh, that is very important. Uh, I, I wrote. Uh, a publication for Defense Research and Development Canada uh, on uh, NORAD modernization. And 
this is going to be a lot of money um, because it's not going to be like the system that we have now with a dual line and other areas that uh, it's going to be a lot of high technology and we're a partner with the United States in this and this is going to be a lot of money. The, the new federal budget also promising a fresh review of the country's military priorities. So they're talking about this major defense policy review to determine where uh, Canada's military needs to be and what it needs to be able to do in this changing world that we find ourselves in. Um, I mean, you retired, I think, about, f- what, four or five years ago from the military after serving for a couple of decades. How important do you believe that this review is at this point, given the changing circumstances that we're finding ourselves in um, in this world? And, you know, you look at Russia, you look at China, you look at Korea. This review, how important is it? This is important because Canada needs to step up now in defense. Uh, we have a... Uh, large country to the south of us, the United States, who are the largest uh, defense expenditure globally. And now uh, we used to fight away wars. Uh, we'd go overseas and participate. You know, now the continent of North America is uh, under threat from the Russians, from the Chinese. Uh, we need to uh, really focus on continental defense as we haven't in the past. Uh, in order to protect our own sovereignty and, and, and Canada. So, having said all of that, I mean, with this defence review that is happening then, uh, I suspect that how the money, the, you know, the, the money will be rolled out is going to depend on the review and, and the results of that review. So, uh, when do you anticipate actually seeing... Um, this money being used for what is exactly needed in the military right now? Uh, the government can announce money. It's how we, how we in defense in Canada, um, as, uh, you know, the procurement department, it's, uh, this requires people. So the way I look at it now, the, the number one priority, notwithstanding any uh, defense funding coming forward, is the Canadian uh, Armed Forces should be uh, recruiting for the 77,600 uh, people that are short. Uh, we need uh, more females in the Canadian Forces. They're only representable 15%. We need a, a number of more um, people from uh, that have come to Canada from different countries and, and different uh, outlooks to... Uh, that immigrants that that join the military, um, we need to be more diverse and more reflective of society. But more importantly, we need to be bigger because if you're going to have capital equipment projects to um, buy and procure and operate the uh, the new equipment that's very high technology, you need to have uh, a trained and uh, able force. 
uh, to use all that equipment. So we've been hearing for quite some time about the shortage in the Canadian Armed Forces. We've been we've been hearing about you know certainly the shortage of of, of pilots and and maintainers in in the Air Force, uh, especially over the past number of years, uh, especially. How how can the Canadian Armed Forces do a better job of attracting people to the military? That's a very that's a very good question. <laughs> uh, all the problems that have uh, come to light in recent years about uh, uh, females and and there's also males as well that have not been treated well. And, and the culture that, um, you know, some uh, had. Um, I think now uh, I'm, I teach at the Royal Military College mm-hmm. on a distance learning program uh, where a lot of them students are junior ranks that are spread across the country. And I'm very impressed by their intelligence, their capability. And I think it's the young people that are in the system now growing up that will have the uh, responsibilities to help grow the force. So I'm, I'm very impressed with the young people. Um, but we also have the reserve force as well, where we can uh, recruit in reserves, uh, where people can stay in their local communities and spend some time in the reserve, and then transition to the regular force. Colonel retired Dr. Ross Federley joining me this afternoon. We'll leave it there. I sure appreciate your insight, your expertise on this front. Thank you for this. Thank you very much. You take care. Colonel retired Dr. Ross Federley again, a fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute, uh, was with the Royal Canadian Air Force for decades and spent a lot of that time in the finance departments uh, as well. We've been hearing about that procurement process, right? You can have the money, but we know that uh, trying to get uh, equipment, to trying to get um, the machinery can be a real challenge. I mean, you just have to look at what's happened with the F-35s over the past how many years, over a decade? That tells you pretty much all you need to know. But as he said, one of the biggest things that the CAF needs right now, the Canadian Armed Forces needs right now, is people. How do they attract more people to the military?